Hey everybody, welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, today we have episodes 19, 20, and 21, and this is definitely the first time we're doing this recording. <laughs> nobody uh, nobody say anything, it's fine. If the audience doesn't know, it, nothing happened, right? It's January so, 31st. That's right, it's definitely not February 7th. Alright, uh, so, uh, pretty good run of episodes. Once again, a lot of things happened, especially in... Uh, 21 i feel the, like is the, the wheels are turning probably, at this point yeah yeah we're really getting into motion on the whole um uh oh how am i forgetting the name of it the von, von braun, braun uh that whole project is getting in motion yeah yeah like so, i said the back half Kubo. of the series is all the von braun stuff so mm -hmm. on that note episode 19 starts with the narrator talking about how the von braun is being prepared and we see like a whole bunch of people going around and fixing things and putting things together and whatever we get to the debris section. They're entering a darkened office, and they all walk in, and they're talking about this like broadcast that happened uh, on the news of all over the world. And so someone puts in an SD card into the computer, and they rewatch it. It's about the Into mine that they found in the previous episode. Um, we see Ravi giving an interview to those documentary guys, um, and he is super hamming this up, like, big time. There's, um, a, there's a great line <laughs> in this of, like, I said all the TV safe words. That's why they're using all of my footage. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, the anchor is talking about them saving. Uh, they, they're the same crew that saved Seven before, you know, from the missile incident, you know, a couple episodes before that. So, And it also, like, I think it doesn't actually get mentioned that Into is the ones who placed the mine. So it's very clear they're trying to be a bit hush-hush about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, on that, yeah, so Yuri says that uh, after doing, after this kind of reporting, Technoward obviously can't disband half-section anymore because, like, they're heroes. That's terrible PR. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so Philip's like, yay, we can all work together. This is great. We all still have our jobs. And they all look over at Hachi's desk and he's like, oh yeah, Hachi actually did quit. It's such so. a like punch because they're super happy. And then, oh yeah, Hachi isn't here. And the, the oh, entry right. just starts up right off that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we get a cut to a different news anchor giving a report on the Von Braun's crew selection site. Um, they're down in like Papua New Guinea or something. Yes. Papua New Guinea. Like it's very clearly a big tourist town. Like. Hachi and Cheng Shin eat in the most Disneyland oh ass God. restaurant oh I've ever seen. Fucking Tiki <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about how there's over 20,000 applicants for the Von Braun. And like we cut to like this woman's tennis star. Um, she's obviously like doing one of these reality TV show celeb appearance things. And she's kind of, you know, has a crowd around her <laughs> watching. It's totally a PR stunt, and she's being interviewed, and they're just like, oh, what do you think about this project? Oh, I think it'll be an amazing time for everybody. Like, you know, just that kind of bullshit answer. Yeah, anybody with any sort of sense knows that she's not getting on this, but she's doing it for, you know, PR yep. shit. <laughs> but um, anyway, Hachi walks by in the background, and he's uh, upset because she is obviously not taking it seriously. Uh, he happens to run into Chang Shin, and so they catch up for a bit. Um, I don't know if this is when they go to the restaurant, but um, yeah, Chang Sen said he missed him on 7 and asked him if, if something happened to him while on the moon, like if he's better now. Oh, yeah, so later they this go on here. This is where they go yeah. to the Tiki restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they immediately yeah. go to like this, like, oh my god, this thing looks like you... What are those What are those uh, places in the mall, the jungle-themed restaurants? Fuck. Oh. Oh, Rainforest, Rainforest Cafe. Rainforest Cafe. It kind of yes. looks like that. Yes. <laughs> At least in its campiness. It's, it's like a fucking Margaritaville in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Yeah, it's like halfway between, I would say like halfway between a uh, 
uh, was it uh, Rockstar Cafe and <laughs> and uh, yeah and and Margaritaville? Like it's like halfway between those two. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. Like last episode, episode not last week. You know, I watched this episode obviously several hours ago, not last week because I would roast this restaurant more because it's really awful. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So they're eating. Um, they're talking about him quitting, and he's like, um, he says that he feels good taking the Von Braun test, and Chenchen supports us. Like, I'm glad to see you know he's being supportive, saying you know I'm glad to see you actually have something you're working towards now. Uh, Jensen then asks about Tanabe and the Hachi gets like silent again. He says that they're keeping in touch and Jensen's like, you know, it's not right to just, you know, dump her and go AWOL. That would like, be not- terrible if you did that and Hachi kind of looks to the side. Yeah. So on the seven, Tanabe is talking to Lucy. They're in the dorm, I think for this one. Yes. Um, yeah. About Hachi quitting. And, uh, Lucy asks why he quit. And there's a flashback to Hachi telling Tanabe that like, he didn't, um, like, he's saying that he's quit to go work on the Von Braun, and, like, I don't want anything else in my mind. Like, this is the only thing I need to be thinking about right now. I can't now. be collecting garbage while I'm thinking about the Von Braun. Yeah. So Lucy says, like, oh, you should just dump him. He left you, you know. But it, what happens if he goes and actually gets selected for the crew? He'll be gone for seven years. Like, you can't wait that long. That's stupid. And then you Tanabe's know, like, well... <laughs> I'm normally, like, shut up, Lucy, but you know what? In, like, two episodes time, I'm going to be like, you should listen to Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then Tanabe like turns it around, like, "Well, what about Chen Shin? He's trying out too." And um, she's like, "Oh, I've given up on that loser." <laughs> it's very clear that this whole like she's mad about hot, like telling her to be mad about Hachi, but it's very it's clear projection. she's just mad about Chen Shin being like, yes. "Yeah, I'll just go away for seven years." Yeah, I don't care about you. I'm off seven years, baby. Woo. Yeah, so back on Earth, uh, they're finishing up at the Tiki restaurant. They argue about the check for a minute. Uh, there's a shot of Hachi's kind of empty wallet. He's like, I can pay for it. And like, Chen Shin says, no, I got it. And like, it shows Hachi's empty wallet there. Uh, Chen Shin then asks about like, hey, where are you staying at the hotel? Are you staying at the same one all the Tech Nora people are? And Hachi's like, oh, I can't remember it. Obviously deflecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Locksmith and Dolph talking. Uh, Locksmith is complimenting Dolph's work. He's like, you got me a whole bunch of like parts or something, even though like it was backlogged by Technora standards or whatever. Yeah, this is Dolph being introduced to him as like, you know, to be his well, watchdog. Locksmith's like, hey, nice to meet you. And Dolph's like, I've already met you four times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Second division leader. Yeah, you got me anything I wanted. You're all, I, yeah, you're great. You'll get me anything I want, won't you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, they talk about how Dolph is running the cover company Galileo Industries or whatever now, and Locksmith is like, "You're really talented. I like talented people. Maybe you were too talented for Technora." Obviously implying. Yeah, he kind of he kind of <laughs> insinuates that like, huh? That's a pretty big step down going from being like the head of second division of the main company to being like pushed off onto a shell company and also just being the babysitter for yeah the dumb dumb and like. He insinuates, like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, it seems like you're talented. Maybe you were too good, which is kind of, you know. What Dolph was like, to Dolph. like, the thing I really like yeah. about Locksmith is that he's, like, smart enough to pick on these sort of, like, social type things and what really fucking gets at people. He's such a dick. He's such a dick. I love him, but he's such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Uh, so he cut immediately to Hachi face down on the ground with his hands behind his back, getting a gun pointed at him by police. <laughs> uh, apparently he was camping outside and the cops tell him to go get a hotel. And he says that he doesn't have any money cause he's unemployed. And, and then they tell him to go, you know, get an apartment. He's like, well, I can't, I'm unemployed. He's like, well, go to the slums. They're over there. Just get out of the rich people place. Yeah. It's very obviously classist here. Yep. 
Um, on the seven, Hachi's friends were talking about him, saying like he didn't need to put the company to the take a test. And in the background, um, we see I think it's Tanabe. She's sitting at a bench listening to them, and she's upset by what they're talking about. Yep. Uh, we cut the Dolph. Uh, this is at yeah, because I I think they too at this point they're like, God, we threw that guy a welcome back party after he dealt with his like yeah. space PTSD, and then he just fucked yeah. off. What a jack off! And yeah. like, yeah, Tanabe is just kind of writhing in her seat in the corner, just listening to them be like, Wow, this guy's an asshole. He just ran away and didn't say anything. Man, that'd be terrible if he did that to his girlfriend. That would be a real <laughs> shit thing to do. And Tanabe is just kind of like wiggling lower and lower in her seat. Three straight <laughs> episodes of Tanabe. Uh, just feeling awful. Uh, yeah. uh, so we got down to the Papua New Guinea Center for people doing space stuff. Uh, Dolph's giving a speech to all the applicants and talking about the testing schedule. Hachi uh, thinks it's weird that Dolph was transferred instead of still working in the second section, second division. Uh, after the speech, Hachi talks to Chen Sin and um, Chen Sin's like, hey, you should come take the physical test with me. And Jen's like, oh, I don't need to, actually. Um, since we were from Techdora, we kind of skipped the first rounds. We were seated. Yeah, Chen Shin is, like, not a dick about it. And then this other guy comes up and is a huge dick about it, basically. Yeah, yeah so this is just saying that, like, the people from Technora get to skip the first preliminary testing because, you know, they're already seated because this is well, bullshit. they're pre-selected. Yeah. Yeah, like, we they already have their information. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Chen then tells them, like, hey, you should call Tanabe um, and kind of walks off. See, I, I do like because this I believe is when he, when he walks off the other guy who's with him is just like who is that guy he looks fucking hopeless yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that loser that loser's never gonna make it and uh, Cheng Chen's like ah, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so we see a montage of like physical testing tech work um, him slumming it around town like written tests him eating that tennis girl giving a lot of graphs and stuff yep. So uh, we see him like waiting around the side of a gymnasium. Uh, one of, some journalist guy comes up and asks him, "It's like, hey, uh, why do you want to be on the Von Braun team?" And then, like, without even listening to really what Hachi says, he goes into this like monologue about how the Von Braun's budget could have like given food to forty percent of the hungry people on Earth. It, it's extremely he, one of those like reporters. I'm asking you a question, but as a direct attack to you, kind of things. Yes, yeah. He says something like, uh, "Does humanity need to go to Jupiter if it can't take care of itself here?" And so Hachi just, you know, doesn't want to deal with this. He walks off and the guy continues yelling. Like, is it right for a few people to drag the human race along only thinking of themselves? And this is like a really great shot, too, because it starts with them walking away. But it then like hard cuts to Hachi homeless in a slum. These words basically like ringing in his ears of this yeah. guy yelling yeah. at him about it. I mean, okay. this and question I mean, is a central theme to like space exploration yeah. in general. So much money gets spent on this when it could be going to things on Earth. So and also, the only people who benefit are the first world countries who are able to contribute to exactly. space things. Yep. But it also ends with a slap, which is him hitting a mosquito. But it basically just ends the text with. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Hachi is thinking about this while he's in the slums. Um, some drunk guy is walking by and falls near him. Hachi asks if he is okay, but the drunk guy like confuses him for someone else and then starts like talking shit and stuff. And he then, confuses him for his old business partner. Yeah. Uh, you know, before this guy apparently lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the drunk guy starts calling him Japanese, and they think he has money since he's Japanese. You know, Japan being a first world country, and so he uh, starts getting kind of surrounded by people and he runs off. Uh, we cut to Hachi, or sorry, we cut to a man jogging. Uh, Hachi jumps out of a bush and kind of startles him, and he looks like he's about <laughs> to fight. Uh, but then he realizes it's Hakim. And so they're like, oh, wow, that's kind of weird. You're jogging around here. And so they start talking about that, and Hakim like, brings up that he quit his job to go work on the Von Braun as well, or go yep. test for the Von Braun as well. 
Um, they start bitching about insurance, which is kind of funny. Yeah, they're both now unemployed, and I think it's Hakeem is also homeless, but he's kind of quiet about it as well. Yeah. So, Hakeem also just mentions, like, it gets brought up because he's just like, uh, just like, why don't you just work out at a gym like a regular person? He's like, oh, they don't let homeless in, or they don't let, you know, yeah. unemployed in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Hachi asks him about the OSA. He's like, didn't you have the job in here? And Hachi brings up, uh, or Hakeem brings up, like, uh, Jupiter's not a goal that you can reach if you have a safety net. And, like, they show a reaction shot of Hachi here, and it's like, same person. Mm-hmm. Like, they, that's, like, that kind of whole, I don't know, he understands where he's Them's coming the from. Them's the same? Not me. <laughs> yeah, so we see Chen Shane on a phone with Tanabe. Uh, she's looking for Hachi. Like, I guess she didn't get his forwarding address or whatever. He just didn't give it to her. Yep. Um... Oh, he's real creepy here. Yeah, like, he's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll uh, make sure to, to get him to contact you. He did steal you from me. He better hold on to you kind of thing. And Tanabe is, like, clearly taken aback by this creepy yes, fucking she comment. she not like, the creepiness. That's, I don't know, like, Chen Shin's kind of a weird character in that, like, he does seem, like, really supportive and friendly to Hachi most of the time here. But he's also kind of a creep around Tanabe all the time. So who knows yes. if he's good or bad or not. Yes. <laughs> it might or might not come to a head soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We cut to, uh, we cut to Hachi about to make the phone call to Tanabe. He has, like, her number in his hand, and, like, Chen Chen interrupts him not knowing. Uh, Chen mm-hmm. says, like, hey, are you going to call Tanabe? And he's like, oh, I can do it after. I can't have my attention split right now. So, Chen Chen showing up stops Thanks, him from dude. doing that. Yeah, well yeah. done, Chen Chen. <laughs> It's also got kind of embarrassing to do the thing your friend told you to do over and over again right in front of him. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we cut to uh, a large astronaut training pool. Have you ever seen those ones at, like, the Houston Space Center? Like, these giant-ass pools with, like, the stuff in the inside so the astronauts can train. Yep. Uh, Locksmith is talking to cameras. There's a bunch of journalists around. Um, he's talking about how this is a test to fix the Von Braun's life support system while around Jupiter. they got to do it within 10 minutes or everybody on the Von Braun will die. So it's like, you know, a serious business test. Uh, during the speech, it's great. So he's talking to the camera oh my during God, the speech. This fucking scene. Yeah, behind him, like ten feet behind him, like the safety divers just kind of walk by and not really doing anything. And he turns around, and is like, "Oh, these guys. Why, why are you guys here? You're not needed." Oh, we won't be needing you guys. And they're like, "No, no, you have to have a safety diver. You have people jumping in the pool." And he's like, "No, we don't. No, we don't. There's, there are no safety divers on Jupiter. Why would we need them here? Get, get out." Get out. Well, if they die on Earth, they uh, they won't die in space. What? Yeah, what one, of the, one of the mean, test man? subjects says that. It's like, if there, what if there's an accident? And he's like, I don't need anyone on the team who's going to die on Earth, which is, yep. why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the guy asks, like, do you want more people to die? Kind of in referring to the moon incident. And he says, if you don't like it, leave. So one of the applicants does. Yep. Hachi and Chen Chen are watching this. Chen Chen says, like, oh, man, this guy's ruthless. And Hachi, is like, thinks that Locksmith is right. Um, Dolph- I kind of want to keep that. I just want to think about because I don't know how the series ends. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Von mm-hmm. Braun stuff all ends up. I just want everyone to keep in their head the guy who, when Locksmith said, oh, we don't need safety divers. And he's like, well, if you don't like it, then leave. Went, this guy's nuts. I'm leaving. I want to I know how much better he turns out than everyone else at the end of the series. Yes. Yeah, so after um, the guys walk off and the camera stop, Dolph quietly tells Locksmith to have, that he's going to have the divers nearby. And Locksmith is like, I was just scaring them, but maybe... 
Why? It's this such a great comment because he's like, it's it's done in like an "oh, you got me" kind of tone. Mm-hmm. Is the way that he says it like? Like you Locksmith know that he... knows that Dolph is right and they need the safety do- divers, but at the same time, Locksmith doesn't want the safety divers. <laughs> Locksmith would have not done it the way that he like with the safety divers if he could get away with it, but he knows that he yeah. can't because he's killed hundreds of people already. So yeah. he understands that, like, he knows that he can get some rope with Dolph by doing this, basically. Especially because there's also, like, journalists in the room here with cameras. That's probably yes. not the greatest. <laughs> he also knows if he tells them there's not going to be a safety diver, some people will believe that and leave. And he doesn't want yep. them with him. So yeah. he's quite happy to eliminate them by just yep. being like, I'm going to let this t- test be deadly. You need makes, to know what you're getting into with me here. I'm quite happy to see you all die, to be I honest. I mean, having that guy leave makes his selection job one person easier. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we cut to that tennis celebrity from the beginning, uh, talking to her reality TV crew, uh, talking about how they're gonna, she's got to do well on the test and everything. Uh, Chen Shin is telling Hachi um, that the brief section's like day-to-day. He's like talking like, yeah, they're still working out there. It's great. And then they're interrupted, like they're kind of watching the screen behind them. Like someone finishes the test really, really fast. So they're like, oh, wow, this guy has a great time. And like of five course, it's minutes Hakeem. left. Yeah. Uh, on the and timer. to be clear, to try and keep the test more fair, they like shut shutters off to the testing facility. So like the applicants who are waiting to do it can't watch the other applicants yes. do it. Yeah. So they don't know who it is. They just see like a number on the wall with a time associated. And then they finally pull out of the pod and who is it, of course. Yeah, it's Hakeem. And obviously because yeah. he's smart <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so the next group is called and uh Chen, Hachi and the tennis girl are all in the same group. So they go into the pool, get lowered in the tank and the test starts. Uh, we see some shots of the tennis girl. She's having difficulty. Obviously, she's a bit out of her element here. Um, in space. And, yeah. In contrast, Hachi is laser focused on taking this test. Uh, the tennis girl, she's like waving around the circular saw and somehow like cuts the air hose in her spacesuit. And so like <laughs> air starts leaking out. And of course, the tennis girl starts panicking. Uh, Hachi sees this happen and then just continues with the test. Um, the other people, the other test takers around him, like see her this happening to her and go help her. And including Chen Chin, right? Yes, yes including, including Chen Chin. Yeah. Yeah, so Dolph sees this happening and wants to stop the test, but Lox was like, no, 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 don't stop the test. I want to see hey, what they do here. Let's let this play out a little bit. Hey, hey how well, much air has she got? He, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, that's exactly. fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won't like, die. Like, oh, oh, they only cut one of her two tanks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as long as she's not panicking too much, she'll be fine. Yeah. Sir, she seems to be panicking an extraordinary amount. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do know she has 20 seconds of air, so she's okay here. Or like but 20 he minutes, wants to see yeah. what the other people do during this test. Yep. Um, and he he notices straight away that Hachi is the only one there that's continuing the test. And he makes a note of, like, he must have seen her, you know, panic yep. and fall off and everything. Uh, so, yeah, we see the other people in the tank helping the tennis lady out. Hachi continues with the test because he's thinking to himself, this is all I have. I can't be distracted by anything. He's, he's making the conscious choice here at this point. Like... Yes. yes. And he finishes with a little over two minutes on the clock to get an idea of how much faster Hakeem was. Yeah. Uh, so after the test is done, um, one of the test takers is complaining that they should get the, take the test over because of the accident. Locksmith says that, hey, ap- accidents happen in space. You can't do those over. Um, the, text, the test was to fix the Von Braun's life support. And if you didn't do this, the crew would have died. So it's, it's choice between one life versus everybody on the ship. And he says he doesn't need humanists. He needs realists. 
<laughs> so the applicant, being told to his face all this, calls him an egomaniac, and Locksmith kind of gets the crazy no, eyes. No, no. He calls he Hachi, calls Hachi an egomaniac. Like, Hachi's in the background, and he like points at him angrily. That's not a fu- that that guy's not a fucking realist. He's an egomaniac. And Locksmith is like, great, Good so shit. I. I'm an egomaniac. Egomaniacs are fine by me. Good people, hardworking. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's such a good fucking scene. Because, yeah, he does get the crazy eyes. And, yeah, Hachi thinks this is all kind of amusing while this is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut the later. Uh, they're out. Hachi is walking up to the test, like the big auditorium test center where all the announcements get made. Dolph uh, Hachi, is about to start reading out the names. Yeah, who made it to the second round. Uh, Hachi meets Chen Shin on the steps outside. Um, and Chen Shin already knows he's out for some reason. And Chen Shin starts rationalizing. He's like, oh, I kind of expected the fail from the beginning. You know, there's only two in-house seats going and, you know, there's thousands of people signing up. I just wanted to get a feel for it. Maybe in a couple missions, I'll be able to, you know, go on the next Von Braun out to Jupiter. And kind of trying to let it slide gently to Hachi that this was a glorified vacation for him. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't like really him taking and a lot of the other Technora pilots just wanted to go on a fun island venture yeah. and weren't really taking this seriously at all. Yeah, they just yeah. wanted to do like a Barry's boot camp sort of thing, you know, just have a fun vacation, test yep. and shit but out. He also knew he wasn't gonna get it because Technora have have basically already decided who's getting on there and knew he wasn't. The big show is like just for the sake of, you know, publicity for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so Hachi starts looking down at him and says that he took the test just to take it. He's kind of like a tourist again, like this is his vacation. That's um, why you're so concerned with Tanabe. Yeah. And so Hachi kind of explodes here saying that like it, it's the Von Braun or nothing. Like he doesn't have anything else if he fails here. Um, he starts complaining and bitching at Chen Shin saying like, you know, you're popular. You can have any job you want, any woman you want. And like, that's why you gave Tanabe to me because, you know. You thought that you could have anyone else. And Chen Shen's like hurt by this. Like as a, he thought they were friends and now like it's coming out to light that, I don't know, Hachi's kind of pushing him away. Well, that because he actually is into Ty, into I as well. Like he very clearly is actually interested in her and she's not been that interested in him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut briefly inside the Dolph announcing people passing on to the next round. He's starting the name names here. Uh, Hakeem made it. So Hakeem's really pumped. He walks out excited and like as he's walking out of the auditorium, he sees Hachi and Chen Shin, and so he watches what they're doing. Uh, Chen Shin then asks Hachi, uh, "What happens if you don't make it? Like, what, what are you gonna do after this?" And Hachi's like, "This is something I can't worry about. Like, it's not even crossed my mind what's going on after this." Um, Chen Shin says, "You're being childish. You can't just have dreams. You have to think of the people around you, the people you would hurt with your dreams." Um, he's like, "You didn't even go to your own farewell party, you idiot. You didn't appreciate the people helping you during your space loss disorder incident." And Hachi's like, I don't need friendship shoved down my throat. He's like, I'm getting onto the Von Braun for myself, not for friends, company, or anyone else. Yeah, because Chin Chin does kind of like refer to all of it like they, he says like favor repeatedly. Like, yes. oh, we did you a favor by doing this, you know, all that. And he's like, favor? You weren't just doing it to be my friend? Like, fuck you, man. Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, Hachi is very insistent that he is going to Jupiter, and then he walks away from Chen Shin, very upset, and we hear in the background that Dolph is calling his name as an applicant for the next round. So he made it. Yeah. This By way, cutting this every far, single tie around him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. At, at huge personal cost. Yeah. But he did Good make gravy. it. Good gravy. Episode 20. It all it keeps getting worse. Episode 20. Um, 
So uh, it starts with uh, they're doing some EVA testing. So Hachi's in one of the uh, suits that they wear during the disposal stuff. And he's using the air jets to kind of zoop around. And he's just going real quickly. And he's, he's in space, very, by the way. Uh, he, he, Yes. Yeah, his internal monologue is just like very driven. He's just like, got to go faster. Got to do better. Got to be the best. Got to be the best there is. And uh, the people who are observing him are just like, wow, that guy was actually really good at that. He used, like, no fuel to do that. His oxygen's really high. Like, and they're talking back and forth. They're like, yeah, this guy's academics were dog shit. But, like, <laughs> he's really good at actually being in space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like he's doing this obstacle course with the suit. And, like, I love the way that, like, they show him, like, flying through the course. He's going backwards so he can thrust faster. He's using, like, this grappling hook thing to turn corners faster. It's really cool it, looking. It's more in control than you've seen basically anyone up to this point in the show yeah yeah like he's making it look easier than moving around just on earth like he's so natural at it um he's going for those world record times (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so uh the cuts to uh the first day of everyone showing up at technora so it's a bunch of new applicants coming in there's one guy flipping down the hallway and just being like whoa 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 and someone yells grab the rails dummy (laughs) <laughs> like all that kind of they stuff. call this death month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As an aside, so, I do like the Technora has like a first day of school thing going on. Yes. Oh, place. yeah. You got to onboard yeah. them all at once. Because can you imagine just any oh. random person could be a new employee? Oh, God, nightmare. Thinking about the tech, nightmare. Yeah, thinking about IT trying to onboard them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, so Lucy and Tanabe are walking and just uh, reflecting on having it having already been a year. Tanabe wondering to herself, hmm, have I grown as a person across this one year? Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she walks into the debris section and Ravi and Phil are doing a big old welcome for a new employee. A wonderful of course, debris it's actually, section. It's Tanabe. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a way to localize this and have it not be clumsy, but... <laughs> Man, this scene's clumsy. <laughs> the wonderful and jovial debris section welcomes you. Welcome, welcome. But it is section. very right. Ravi to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So after explaining, no, we do have another new employee. Sorry, Tanabe, we didn't do this for you because we didn't think you'd actually show up. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens and uh, it's Claire. And she seems none too happy about the fact that she has been assigned to work at debris section. Yeah, and the um, thing is, like, when she first arrives, they're like, oh, it's the lady from control. Are you gonna, like, are you watching this or something? And then she's like, no, I'm I'm here to join you. And they're all like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, she gives what? the Japanese formal, hi, my name is, I am here, yep. I hope we work well, sort of thing. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, that's one thing that does come across just fine. <laughs> the, yeah, is oh, that some shit is... went down, huh? Yeah, that this is not a good thing that she's working here now. Yep. Um, so uh, we cut to Hakeem walking up to some vending machines, and he sees a janitor and goes, oh, hey, can you take this bottle for me? And clearly, like, hands off a USB thumb drive or something to the other guy, yep. as well as the bottle. And, like, right as that handoff gets made, behind him, Hachi walks up and goes, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going it, it like, is oh, this oh, like you know, big serious scene good. where you're like oh oh shit and then hachi's like yo buddy i do like uh yeah. the editing in the scene because the shady handoff is like very quick it's like five mm-hmm. or six frames when mm-hmm. he does it so it's like a brief second you have to be watching for it but yeah yep. mm-hmm. 
But as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, he's you're up like, to something. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm keeping an yeah. eye on you. Eyes on you, Hakeem. <laughs> My eyes were on Hakeem for a while. As soon as he decided he was leaving the, you know, pseudo-military space on police. account of country differences. <laughs> yeah, space police due to, like, country differences and things yep. of that nature. Yeah, they're... Mm, yeah, yeah, the speech about so. his home country was definitely, like, <laughs> the, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... So uh, they have a quick exchange, and, you know, Hachi just kind of gives him this whole, like, "Ah, I don't care about anyone else. I'm just here to win. And Hakeem just flatly responds with, "Uh, neither do I. Great. Good. (laughs) Good. Same ideology. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So Dolph is explaining the next test to all the candidates, and it is a team test. Uh, It is teams of four. You're going to go into a pod that is, in fact, in space. Uh, You need to stay in there for ten days. If anyone leaves, you fail. And also, you need to build this thing in a blue box. Behind you, check the mystery box. <laughs> build whatever's in it. I love the mystery box. I love the mystery <laughs> box. So, um, <laughs> so Hachi gets into the pod uh, and meets Sally and Leo. Uh, Sally was a, I want to say, like a mission planner for Caltech or Caltech. something like that. Yes. Like, yeah, and Leo was one of the engineers, or is like is trying to be one of the engineers, uh, and mentions that you know he knows his his dad basically. He's just like, oh yeah, there's another Hachiroda, another Hoshino, you know, Hoshino or, yeah, another Hoshino, and he's just like, and you know, like, oh hey, are you just here to you know work with your dad or something, or are you you know one of them? And Hachi's basically just no. like, no, I'm me, I'm Hachi. Don't don't mention my dad. Fuck no. my dad. <laughs> I hate my dad. <laughs> So um, we cut back to Dolph in the control room. Uh, a few people mentioned that it's weird that Locksmith has set up this huge elaborate test and isn't even there to watch it. Yep. And they're just like, hey, should we call this off? Like clearly knowing there's something pretty unethical at the end they of the actually make a note here. here. Dolph actually makes a note. He's like, I'm not really up to, like, I'm not really comfortable with the ethic issues of this test, but we got to go even if Locksmith's not here. But it is Jupiter. Yeah, like, he, yeah. he is clearly rationalizing to himself because he knows what he's about to do to these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, we'll, so, uh, we'll make sure it's super safe. It's fine. Let's do it. Yeah, make sure all the safety teams are monitoring everything. I don't want any accidents. Uh, so the fourth member of their pod shows up the last minute. And what what a world. It's Hakeem. Whoa. <laughs> Weird how this keeps it's happening. <laughs> what a time. Wow. How about that? Uh, Dolph explains, hey, you're going to be doing your basic cell, like health and safety checks, checking on the machinery of your pod, etc., etc., and also build what's in the mystery box. Uh, so they open up the mystery box, and Hachi basically recognizes like the mirror coils and a couple of the other things and just puts together immediately. It's, it's a model of the Von Braun. It's a six-foot yeah. gun plot of the Von Braun. It's awesome. Yes. I want yes. this thing. Let me buy it. <laughs> yeah, you it's, have one it's week pretty to sick. assemble this. <laughs> Especially if there were like actually like some kind of mirror decals on uh, the coils. No, this printed in like yeah. chrome or something. Oh man, this thing would be yeah. huge and it would cost like a thousand dollars, and I want yes. it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So uh, Ravi and Phil are talking about whether or not like Claire will work here, and. Uh, Claire's Phil like, doesn't I don't get it see at why all. Not. Ravi's like, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, like, or yeah, Phil's like, I don't see why it would be a problem. And Ravi's like, that's Hachi's ex-girlfriend. And Tanabe is Hachi's current girlfriend. And <laughs> Phil just goes, 
Wait, they're dating? And he literally <laughs> looks over like, Edelgard, is this true? And she's like, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how useless just nod. still is as a boss. <laughs> he literally doesn't even know that. Like, he literally goes to Edelgard for that. For everything. Like, Edelgard for everything. Yeah, it's not just that. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's down to that level. <laughs> she's like, yes, 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 she is. And then we cut to uh, Claire putting on uh, her EVA suit and Tanabe trying to talk about how, oh, hey, it's not so bad when you're up in space. You look down and it's like trouble isn't even there. It's pretty amazing, Claire. And Claire is just clearly not. She is catatonic in her responses to Tanabe. Oh, just God. Nothing, if you have, giving her nothing. This if is you just have ever had a person who? bugging the shit out of you by being too nice, like... It's also that like this situation. She's trying to make the like this is her coworker and she has to, you know, behave around her coworker, yep. but she hates her coworker. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so uh, a guy walks in with a form for Claire and is just like, hey, you need to file this down to control. It's this thing, et cetera, et cetera. Tanabe grabs it and is like, oh, I'm going to control anyway. I'll take it, you know, for you. No problem. And then as they're walking down the hallway, Claire's just like, so why are you going to control? What business do you have in control? And she's just like, Oh, I, uh, she's just like, take your sympathy and shove it up your stupid ass. Okay, goodbye. Grabs <laughs> like, the form back. Grabs it from her. She literally tells her to take her sympathy and shove it. Like, yeah. Claire is <laughs> just so done. Yeah. <laughs> just so done. Uh, a- poor Claire. Claire feels like a character that's, like, not in an anime that accidentally fell into an anime and is having <laughs> yes. none of it. Like, she's just all business, and then there's all these fucking clowns around her, and she's just like, God damn it, Goku, calm down. I feel, <laughs> yeah, trying I feel like to she work. has a pretty impressive resume at this point. She could probably transfer someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we're back in the pod, and all the members of uh, of you know Hachi's crew they're kind of discussing the reasons they're there. Um, Hachi's is of course when they ask, you know, they're like, "Oh, is it because you want to see your dad work or something?" He's like, "No, I just want to be on the crew of the thing that goes the fastest and has the most power and goes the farthest away." A very Hachi and, answer. Go fast. Yeah, and and, and uh, he truly and, does um, believe that. Like it should be mentioned. <laughs> And so Sally's just kind of like, that's really stupid. And Leo immediately is like, actually, same. That's, <laughs> that's pretty and, cool, as aside, uh, Sally and Leo just kind of bit parts. Like, they show up for the rest of the series just here and there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of like mm-hmm. how, like, I don't know, lazy fair Sally is and how, like, whimsical Leo is. It's, it's yeah. pretty fun. The show's yeah, pretty fun, good at just fun. introducing these little characters like that. Because it, it's very realistic, right? Like yeah. when you're forced to do team building activities and you get paired up with two people you've never met before and you're just kind of like, eh? <laughs> like it's just kind of that atmosphere. And then you recognize them um, in the office from then on. It's like, oh, we did that one activity that time. Oh, yeah, that's John. I went bowling with John. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hakeem, on the other hand, is being dodgy as hell and gives them the... Well, if we get selected, I'll tell you uh, what my goals were then. And Leo's like, well, I guess then none of us will know. If I'm not on that ship, you won't be either, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a very Hakeem answer. He's always been very straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I am so much better than you. You don't even know, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. Um, And so... Then we get a really nice montage of time passing on the ship and them slowly putting up a count of days on the board as they're putting the uh, the model of the Von Braun together and all that. Um, and then as we're finishing it, we get 
Leo oh, with a terrible line because they somehow built this entire model in like two pieces that now need to snap together, which feels like the wrongest way to do this. Feels like a risk. <laughs> yeah, and Leo says, and I quote. I'll be gentle, just like I was caressing a woman. <laughs> Which, like, uh, Leo, is now the time? <laughs> like, this man has never touched a woman in his life. It's basically that scene from Venture Brothers Season 1. Yeah. Uh, so the lights in the pod start all turning off, and, you know, there's a brief moment of panic, and clearly it's intentional at this point. And so everyone is like, Kind of having a back and forth of like, oh, what do we do? You know, power's out. And, you know, Hakeem's like, ah, eh, you know, it was too easy. So how about, you know, we'll go check the panels. You check this power, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, they go you know, all go business. Do, yeah, they do don't the know for we sure. Would do if this happened on a ship. Yeah, yeah, they don't know for sure what's going on, but they highly suspect based on Locksmith's previous actions that this is a test. So is and considering that he had them in for nine days and 20 or nine days, 19 hours. And now a problem happens. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, now we have uh, Tanabe uh, on video phone. She's zooming with Giggle, uh, asking Giggled. if Giggle has seen Hachi. Yeah, my boy Giggle, you know. <laughs> he, he I call him also, Giggle because he's such a laugh. <laughs> he, he kind of fobs her off here with like, oh, just a few routine tests. But this is like the second or third time we've heard that line already. He's also looking a bit sicker than normal. Yes. Next episode yeah. will be worse, but it, it's very clear that he is in like fast decline here. But yeah. he's and still like playing the the happy part. Yeah, and he even asked at some point. He's just like, "Hey, so you calling about Hachi?" And she's like, "Yeah, I am." And you know, basically, he's like, "Oh yeah, I haven't seen him. You know, hasn't contacted me. He should probably reach out to you soon." And after she hangs up, he just goes, Hachi, you moron. What good's a ship without a port to come home to, you fucking idiot? Like, oh my god, you need anything, dude. Come on. <laughs> and uh, It's like you're literally then, destroying uh, your life for this, you idiot. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, cutting back into the pod, uh, they are figuring out what the extent of the problems are. And the biggest thing is... Not enough oxygen, and uh, they discuss like how many grams of oxygen are left in the tanks, how much oxygen you know they need a total between the four needs. of them, all that stuff. Yeah, which, yeah, they get hey, sciencey here. If, if you're a person who is going into space and is being tasked with maintaining a life support system, these are numbers you need to know. Yep. So, like, <laughs> good check, yeah, like a good thing to have. Uh, so they also are just kind of like, oh, well, are there any pressure suits? Are there any oxygen tanks available? Hakeem explains. No, there aren't any. There aren't any outside either. And, you know, hey, remember that time you guys were all upset with me for showing up like 20 seconds before we were supposed to be in here? Yeah, that's because I was using all the time checking outside, you morons. (laughs) It wasn't a race. (laughs) Like, it wasn't a time trial to get in the door. (laughs) Yeah, they also talk about, Um, like, trying to, like, electrolyze water for oxygen, like, converting chemicals and stuff. And, like, they're obviously sciencing this out. Yeah. Basically, they're explaining, like, yeah, we could use electrolysis to get us some more oxygen, but there's not enough power to run electrolysis. And then, oh, what if we take it out of the fuel? Because a lot of... uh, a lot of propellants use yeah. extra oxidizer, yeah, things like that. And they're like, well, except it's stabilized, and the stabilizer will give off a toxic gas if we do it, which, again, also pretty accurate. Like, yeah. that's a really common thing in different fuels and propellants is due to stabilization, it becomes incredibly toxic. So, yeah, really good. Again, this show they nails the science element. There, there's a great, like, yeah. callback to this as well a little later in the episode that I'll mention. Mm-hmm. But more or less, the biggest thing is 
hey, there's not enough air in here for four people for five hours. There's roughly enough air for three people for five hours. Uh, yeah, Locksmith watched so, Apollo 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get to Fee walking into the office, and she asks Claire, like, oh, hey, can you grab me one of the journals from uh, that desk over there? It's, it's Tanabe's desk. Like, it should be, like, right over there. Yeah. Yeah, mentions that Tanabe is, like, doing okay, and she's glad to have her still. Uh Claire then, like, looks in the desk, and it's, you know, it's Hachi's notebook, his, yep. you know, rocket ship notebook, and just kind of has a little bit of a moment of, like, oh, God, right, crap, oh, God, <laughs> oh, God, last thing I needed to think about right now. Yep. So, uh, and it, like, clearly shakes her a little bit, too, mm-hmm. because Fee's like, hey, it should, have, it should have a blue cover. Did you see it? Did you not see it? Claire? Claire? You there, Claire? It's, and Claire's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, my bad, my bad. And just hands it to her. She's trying to keep um, it together, but it's just falling apart for her. Yup. Yeah. So uh, Shin is getting back uh, with a bunch of the other pilots from their little fun vacation. Back to the seven. Uh, ru- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, runs into Tanabe and you know all of his friends with him are just like oh is that your girlfriend and he's like no it's not like shut up guys shut up Jesus yeah uh and then you know he's like oh hey how you doing and Tanabe is just like oh is that the you first uh round of trials are done do you know if Hachi's doing the second one how about that and Shin basically is just like god five seconds and you're already asking about Hachi like do you not get that I had a thing for you oh my god like just immediately (laughs) like has a moment and uh then Shin kind of goes out of control and explains that hey Hachi said he gave up on you and everyone and that he doesn't need anything but a spaceship etc etc and then grabs Tanabe starts spinning through the air with her yelling that he wants girls and you know everything and promotions and money and women and all that and then just grabs Tanabe and kisses her against her will entirely which clearly Tanabe is not too thrilled about and uh when he pulls away he's bleeding on his mouth because she bit him on the fucking mouth which good good and uh explains hey if you ever do that again I'll bite your entire lip off and then Leaves. This is the yep. most angry like we've seen her in the entire series too. By, by the way. far, she's oh, like furious. Yeah. Easily, I think yeah. Chen like Shin she... was was really, really um, just. I don't know if hurts the right word, but it def- what what she said to him at the end of last episode him, yeah. has like fucked him up. Like he is mm-hmm. just lashing out really badly, and he does it by doing a sexual assault. Yeah, he, he sure did. Yeah. Yup, and Claire just even sees him, and he's like, "Oh, was that out of character?" And Claire's just kind of like, I, I, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> yeah, Claire is just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Basically, and Tanabe is floating down the hallway in distress, understandably because that was fucked up. That was a fucked up thing to do, and she's also just worried about like Hachi because, of course, on top of doing a yes. sexual assault, he also felt the need to be like, also, your boyfriend doesn't actually love you and he's leaving you. That's why he hasn't contacted you. Bye! Yeah. So, like... like I, guess, yeah. I, I understand she's very upset from what just happened, but at the same time, the guy who just sexual assaulted you may not be the best judge of, like, what is true and not and may just yes, have said that to oh, yeah. She's been she's hearing it types of shaking right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. yeah, she's been hearing it from literally, like, Lucy's been telling her nonstop, like, just give up on that guy. Guy. like 
he's not been calling her, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, yeah, so, he's yeah. not been calling her. He left to go do something that'll take him away for seven years without, like... Even telling her. Really talking to her about it and hasn't called her once in the weeks he's been gone. Like, like as shitty as Chen Shin is, he's... He's right. Kind of right here he's with what Hachi right. is doing. Yeah. Uh, so... Back in the pod again, uh, they finally have the realization that, well, you know, this would be enough air for three people. That's weird. And then everyone puts <laughs> their hands up. <laughs> everyone, gets, like, everyone gets in a fighting stance and it's, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, Sally then goes to lunch for the emergency button. Hachi grabs her and is like, no, we're not. No, we're doing this. We're finishing this. We're going to do this entire thing. She goes to pull out just... It, I would say a screwdriver, but it's just an ice pick. It's an ice yeah, pick. it's like a bog or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she yeah, has it. I, I, yeah, I don't know what that tool was given to her for. She's got a she goes to shank. Yeah, and she goes to stab Hachi. Uh, Hakeem grabs it and explains, hey, wait, wait, we don't kill each other yet. We have at least 30 minutes before we need to make a move. Before so, like, we need to kill someone. Like, Hakeem makes very clear, look... If, if it comes to it, I will kill one of you, but we have 30 minutes to think of something else. Yeah. Um, so cutting back into the base and also they have a, oh, and also they just had a discussion of like, yeah, this is probably part of the test. Did you see what he did at the other base? Like yep. he failed everybody for, you know, that complete, that accident that wasn't their fault whatsoever. So like, this is probably part of it. Yeah. But they yep. don't know for certain, which is yep. like why they're so yeah, anxious exactly. about it. He's also, Hachi's yeah. also like, hey, you don't even know if, like, this, if this is an actual accident and the outside of the thing actually vented its air, opening that could just kill us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, and, uh, they all know they just don't know enough to really say anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, back in base, uh, there's a lot of people in the, uh, like, waiting rooms and stuff, all the eliminated teams just getting mad at each other, you know, being like, oh, of course that happened, why would you leave then, you dumb idiot, Electrolysis, there wasn't enough power for electrolysis, so you can tell, yeah. like, that all of the crews had this same conversation that these ones did, which mm-hmm. I think is a really nice touch. Yeah, there's a shot of, like, the control center for this test, and it has, like, a big checkerboard of everybody's room, and, like, almost all of them are red. Like, yep. you can see them slowly turning more and more red as people fail the test. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dolph finally announces the test is over, and, like, please, God, go get those people out of there. And they bust into the capsule, and uh, they think everyone's dead when they first crack in, because yep. they see... Uh, Sally just on the ground, covered in something, and they uh, wake her up, and it, it's revealed that they uh, had covered their body in ice packs to decrease their metabolism so that they would run out of oxygen slower. To 28 Celsius, were trying to, by the way. That's low. That's yeah. very low. That's very low. Yeah, they, so all they almost froze to death. <laughs> yes. Yeah, real severe hypothermia. Um, but yeah, and it succeeds, and then... Uh, Hachi and Hakeem have a moment when Hachi crawls across the floor because, again, cannot overstate, they fucked themselves up to get through this. Like, yep. they say right away, they're like, hey, hey, this lady can't move. Hey, well, one sec, like, she can talk, but yeah, she's just incapable of moving. Uh, Hachi crawls across the floor over to Hakeem, and they have a fun little touching moment of just like, yeah, you know what, Hakeem, if I'm working with you, I think I could get to Jupiter. And then they hold hands for a second and nod, and it's uh, definitely not going to backfire in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, episode 21, huh? 
<laughs> I, I find it funny, like, they knew, uh, like, what rooms had the people still in them at the end of the test. Yep. And, like, they only sent two, like, paramedic people in for the four people yeah. in the room. I, yeah. I also do wonder how the other pods that passed. Yeah, were there the any test. other pods that passed is actually a fair question. I imagine there were, because there are a bunch more people in the next test. But I do wonder how how other people passed it. No, we'll never know. It's just an idle wondering. Mm-hmm. I like mean, it's a pretty bo- fucked up test to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Dolph was complaining about the ethical issues. But the yes. uh, control room board did have some rooms that were green when the test ended. So mm-hmm. presumably yeah, other people, people did. passed, yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, episode 21, Tandem Mirror. Uh, we open on debris section trying to carry Fee's smoke chamber through the door. Uh, <laughs> this is a whole bunch of friends trying to move a couch that's way yes, too big yes. for it through the front yeah. door of your house. Trying to move it, yeah, specifically like when you're trying to move it up one of those stairwells yep. where it like pivots halfway yep. through, oh, and so you have to that. like turn it flipways and get it over the rail. And oh my god, <laughs> the, <they laughs> moving a kegerator it. up one of those flights of stairs, one of the most awful experiences of my entire college career. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Don't move couches; just keep them where they are. Throw it out the window. (laughs) It'll be fine. There's a great shot where they all drop it and Yuri was inside the chamber. Yeah, like the front of it was facing down, so he was just kind of carrying it on his back and they thought they crushed them. And they're like, why are we doing this? This is stupid. And Fee's like, we're going to the moon for a month. I'm not going without a smoke for a month. There is no fucking way that I'm not doing a smoke. Ravi, do you want me to go without a cigarette for a month? And he's like, oh, fuck. No, I don't really... Yeah, Ravi is just like, no, ma'am. We know what happened um, last time. <laughs> cut to Colin Clifford, the jackass that Tanabe punched like 10 episodes ago, who comes in to give the most smug, you know, smoking kills, by the way, speech uh, <laughs> right in. Here's our most precious resource here in space. The smuggest piece of shit. Um, yeah, Robbie who, freaks out here if I remember uh, yes. because of what happened last time. Yes, who is and and he's just like, oh god, sir, are you are you here to observe us again? Especially because Fee's like, oh, this fucking jag off again. Yes. <laughs> he's like, aren't you the Into Chief's idiot son? <laughs> yes. And Robbie's like, Ugh, but Colin's like, yup, I'm the Into Chief's idiot son. <laughs> um, and it turns out he's been assigned to this project as an Into inspector, um, and. I guess now they're stuck with this dick again. God, he's even like, yeah, I got this from my dad's connections. <laughs> so if he anything, no he's shame. even more of a smug dick now. Which, <laughs> wow, beautiful. I do like that. Uh, and it comes up a little bit later, but he does kind of roll with everyone calling him like yes. a shit lord. Like, they're just like, fuck you, you little weasel. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, call me meaner names. <laughs> You very clearly get the idea that these are the only people who've ever talked down to him. And in that way, it's kind of exciting for him. (laughs) Because that is the way that, like, they all clearly hate him. But he's like, oh, you guys. (laughs) I love you, too. After the intro, we cut to the Von Braun. um, And Locksmith stating that the candidates will be spending the next six months here... Uh, they can get to around 80% of the ship with their uh, clearance. Um, and I'm sure that that won't be a problem for anything that goes forward from yeah, here. Yeah, it should be. He's uh, addressing a crowd of people that's maybe like 50 to 100 big. So, like, obviously they've cut down on the candidates by a lot now. Yep. So this is like the final stages of testing. 
Yeah, and they're li this is literally, hey, if you're going to be here for seven years, like, how hard could six months be? Um, we get these fantastic shots of, like, uh, Locksmith narrating about this is this part of the ship, and it's designed like this, and it's it's very clearly spaceship porn, um, yeah. but in a good way. It's also showing that the ship is gigantic. It's a floating city. Yes, um, you're going to be living here for seven years, so we've made it, like, it's redundant, uh, it's got this. You'll all be working on the maintenance and also finishing constructing the tandem mirror engine uh, because, A, it helps us with the security of the thing. Um, who can we trust but the people we're actually going to send on it? Um, but also, like, you know, this thing is literally your lifeline in space, so you need to know every single inch of this thing. Um, also, once we pressurize the chamber, you're never going to be able to see it again. So you better like know every little depressurize bit of this. It, yeah. yeah, once we depressurize it. Um, in the engine chamber, Hachi's with Hakeem. He's touching the engine again and he remembers uh, the electricity from when he saw it on the moon. Uh, his dark self basically smirks at him from, from the reflection and of he the goes, engine. Ugh. And he's like, ugh. Um, we've got back on seven, uh, Colin's just being a dick as he does. The new division director is sucking up to him, um, and has assigned him several flight attendants, including Lucy to just be like, oh yes, just to make your trip as good as possible. We're also going to give you some people to weigh on, to wait on you hand and foot. Some hot yeah. ladies. Yeah. Yeah, we're giving you babes. <laughs> Have some babes. Yeah, he's going to the moon under the toy box with debris section. And uh, yeah, the third division, well, now second division guy yep. is like, here, have some hot babes with you. And Colin does do the, oh, wow, I like this division director much better than the last one. Uh, kind of quip that second division director also did. Fucking uh, <laughs> Yup. So Yuri gives Tanabe a number that she can just... Page Hachiat on the Von Braun to finally get his attention. Uh, apparently, Yuri pulled some strings by getting it from the guy who he raises ferrets for. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. hey, I owe you two my life. The least I can do is, like, get you this thing for you. Um, but Tanabe's like, I'll call him when we get to the moon. You know, the job comes first. So, like, she's clearly still a bit troubled and maybe a bit worried about making this call. But kind of keeping a brave face on. Uh, back to the Von Braun, Hachi is like cuddled up on the side, of, uh, like under his blanket, but like sitting on the floor next to his bed. And his uh, inner demon is like, you know, it'd be easier to sleep on the bed. Uh, I bet you're having regrets, aren't you? The so, uh, yeah, Hachi has very clearly not gotten over his space PTSD, and maybe, uh, maybe they should, uh, I don't know, have done a bit better of a job with him, instead of sticking him right back in space immediately. I, I mean, know. his inner demon said he was going to show up again, and here he is. So. True. And here he, here is. he is. This this shot is also really good, because it's like, first he kind of appears in the reflection at the doorway, um, then he's like off the side of a clock and we get another shot of him like inside Hachi's pupils as he talks about like, why don't you go back to Tanabe? I'm sure she'll be, you know, I'm sure it's fine if you just settle for her. Um, and, but, but Hachi's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to be totally fine. He says, as he stays up in the middle of the night, <laughs> doubting all of his decisions. Um, 
we cut to Hakeem walking into a bathroom where the, the, like, an, oh, the door opens and the lady's like, oh, sorry, I took so long. Um, and kind of gives, like, a little smirk. And he's like, I'm totally okay with waiting and picks up a very unsuspicious suitcase. So he's definitely not up to anything. Absolutely not. Just a suitcase. Just just a suitcase that got dropped off in a bathroom. We've never seen anything it's bad not, happen from that before. Yeah, it's not remotely like the briefcases that were used to, to blow up some uh, smoking rooms. Absolutely not. No. Wait a minute. Do you think Hakeem was intentionally giving that stuff to the janitor man? What oh, the? shit. I thought he was just recycling. <laughs> We cut to the moon, uh, where Nono is taking a picture of Jigal. Like, she's, like, setting up a camera with a tripod, and Jigal looks, like, really he looks like trash now. Yeah. Um, he, he is very clearly wasting away at this point. Uh, but he's given her the nickname Artemis, so clearly, you know, she's gotten into the their inner circle. Um, he She starts recording, and he's like... Hachi dot 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 and then this cuts from that scene so I'm I'm sure we're never gonna get to see this recording especially not after he dies um back in space on the trip to the moon Colin is basically like hey Tanabe you know that time you hit me was actually kind of hot wasn't it I think uh, Colin's a masochist he seems to like people (laughs) I do believe he actually says I think I might have a bit of a masochistic streak in me (laughs) yup um glad to see him branching out I love going to the garbage division they call it that because they call me trash (laughs) (laughs) so the the flight attendants come in or like he's like hey did you special order my my space lunch and they're like oh yes sir they told us about that Lucy sort of like slides in on Tanabe and is basically like, hey, by the way, I'm going to bang Colin. And it's a declaration of war, says the subtitles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Lucy and wants to get in on the rich, expensive son dude. And yep. yeah. It's like, he's basically the president. And Tanabe is like, he's the son of the president. And Lucy's like, same fucking thing. <laughs> Which, like, it's, it's so sad because everyone Lucy likes is actually into Tanabe. <laughs> yeah. Poor Lucy. Um... Uh, back on the Von Braun, we see Hachi talking about how what he wants most is just to be on something super fucking fast. He's he's talking to Hakim while they uh, do maintenance on the tandem mirror engine. Um, Hakim then starts up the recruitment speech and basically says, "You know, there's been opposition movements to this all across the world for this for this whole thing, and like." If we actually do go to Jupiter, the first world are really the only ones who are going to profit for it. And, like, it's very clearly a recruitment pitch. Yeah, but Hachi's like, well, you know, some people's dreams have got to come first. So Hakim kind of realizes, yeah, Hachi's not, I'm not going to be able to recruit this guy. I thought I would be, but... Yeah, he's trying to feel out what Hachi's feelings are, and Hachi's too oblivious to understand. And Hakim's like, all right. Ah, don't worry about it, Hachi. Yup. Yeah, like, Hachi is very clearly deflecting all this, um, and suddenly they get interrupted because two guys start getting into a fight. Uh, first they're just going at each other with wrenches, but then one dude basically pulls off one of those power saws, like with the tennis player cutter yeah, why airline. Why do they have all these like fucking chainsaws around with this engine? Where do you get a chainsaw for this like, precision G. part? <laughs> Just a zero-G chainsaw, nothing weird about it. Um, 
So like Hachi's at first he was ignoring the fight, but as soon as the dude picks up the power tool, he fucking flies in and double leg kicks this dude. Um, and it's like, don't damage my goddamn engine, you idiots. So still very clearly with a one track mind here. Uh, back in space, Claire is giving Colin a report and he's like, hey, how come Taname couldn't do it? And she's just like, yeah, she's, she's off for now. And also you're a fucking creep. Um, and he drops a line about how like, you know, you used to be one of the elite. Doesn't it fucking suck to be in, to, to be in half section now? Cause fuck this guy. Um, Yo, the writer for this show, or, you know, for the original manga, whatever it was, mm-hmm. like, really knew how to make just a real shitty bastard that yes. you're not legally allowed <laughs> to punch, but you extremely want to punch. Because yep. there's, like, a solid four of them, at least, no, in this no, show. No, 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 no. Don't punch him. He likes that. That's the yeah, real problem. Exa- the I mean, exactly right. That's just another layer. The He's system unpunchable. can always work with you. I mean, that's basically what Toy Box is getting right now. They're... They've always been sort of the anti-system guys, but the system is finding ways to make use of them, as we're about to see. Um, so we cut to Tanabe calling Hachi, saying, like, hey, we're, we're on the way to the moon to clean up the debris from, you know, that giant explosion that killed all those people. It should be noted, um, when he answers the phone, he's shocked to see her. Like, he didn't yes. expect her to call. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a bit earlier where Yuri gave her, like, the number for the yeah, place. Yeah, I, I mentioned, yeah. and she hasn't been. She she didn't do it, but she finally gives in and calls him. And he's like, oh, wow, you're here. She immediately goes into mothering mode. Like, are you eating your vegetables? Are you sleeping enough? Are you okay? And this kind of just pisses him off now. Uh, he says, look, I decided all on my own. I'm going to go for the Von Braun. Um, but she's like, Hey, look, I kind of wish you'd at least talk to me because I am your girlfriend and all that. He's like, no, it's my fucking decision. Uh, and listen, we're separate people with our own wants and needs. And he's very clearly about to give the fuck you. I'm going to break up with you speech when they get interrupted by fee. And I'm like, Tanabe should just dump him first. Frankly, I think he's been rather shitty to her uh, in the last few episodes, and I think he deserves to be dumped. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she still kind of likes him. No, that's... No. No, fuck it. He's treated her <laughs> like shit. Yeah. She doesn't, oh. He doesn't deserve her. She, yeah, she's too good for him, but Absolutely. unfortunately... There's, yeah, there's no one in this call who's gonna say that she should stay with her. Like, no. absolutely not. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> she still does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it turns out that they've been given a debris retrieval before they've even gotten to the moon. They're, they're being put to work. Um, Colin doesn't really seem very surprised by this. In fact, he's like, hey, could you take this camera out with you and um, do my job for me? Just, just no <laughs> reason. how he passes off this. It, it's like, obviously, he has something. He knew, he's in on what's going on here. But yep. also, it's extremely just him. He's like, hey, can you yep. do this for me? I don't want to be asked to do it. <laughs> Hey, that'll take care of my inspection, right? Um, so Claire is like, hey, Fee, can I t- take a look at those instructions? And she's like, control section didn't write this. This is suspect as shit. This was written by a bureaucrat. <clears throat> Fee, like, doesn't quite pick up on this and is like, yeah, Claire, you really were one of the best. Control section can't get any good help this day. But Claire has realized that this is this is clearly an op. Um... 
Back on the Von Braun, a guy tells Hachi that the phone line, hey, by, hey, I hope you didn't say anything confidential to your girlfriend. All the phone lines are tapped to ward against the terrorists. Wasn't this Leo that said this? Uh, yeah, that was totally Leo yeah. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's joking because he was joking to, I think, Hachi about it. I hope you didn't say anything sexy or anything. Yeah. Right. Hope you didn't have Skype sex with your with your girlfriend because the feds were in the middle in of this it. public hall with like three phones lined up. <laughs> yeah. which... Thanks, Leo. What are you wearing? It's a it's a video phone. You can see. You can just see what I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, you know Leo has done that shit. Uh, <laughs> yup. So back on the moon, uh, the debris is part of the tandem mirror engine. Uh, Tanabe and Yuri are examining it and realizing, like, ah, shit, that's that's part of the engine. Um, and it turns out, hey, I don't remember that part of it that was on it. They zoom in on it, and it looks like some, like, discharged explosive packs like blast were, damage, yeah. were put down on it. Um, and you, there's this really great cut, because it starts with, like, Colin's video recorder of it, like, kind of zooming on on it, like, oh, what the hell is that? And immediately smash cuts to the news talking about how, oh, it looks like uh, there's been a, it looks like that the explosion might have actually been sabotage. Um, and there's this blurred shot of Tanabe with, like, like, her face is blurred out and the voice is kind of distorted, Modulated, but it's very yeah. clearly... Tanabe talking about, oh, I mean, I was just doing my job and I happened to find. Oh, you just out there packs. doing my job, looking at trash out in the space, and then a net wildest thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like really silly. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, the Von Braun astronauts are watching this, and like Tachi immediately recognizes it's her, but like, um, they're like, oh, did the uh, did the Space Defense Force do this? And the news is like, it's the suspected the SDF is in front of this. And Hakeem's like, nah, the Space Defense Force definitely would have taken credit for that. He's kind of like pondering to himself out yeah. here. He, he clearly doesn't expect people over here. And he's just like, no, they would have taken credit for this. If they did and it. And someone hears it and he's like, hey, 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 why do you know so much? He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, he oh, goes fuck. like, oh. Uh, but then I think uh, Leo uh. again cuts in and is like, oh, but he used to be on the OSA. So he'd know all about that kind of thing. And yeah, then it, he starts laughing. And he has, he goes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It should be said that he, like he keeps himself like he only slips for like a half second. Like he doesn't yes. actually like break out laughing or anything, but like it, it, he breaks for like very briefly. So yeah, it, it is like this <laughs> kind of moment that he's yeah, yeah. having. I'm, I'm laughing with you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very funny. So back on the moon, Colin is just looking smug as a bug in a rug here. Um, very clear that he was literally sent out on this to find these explosives. Uh, Lucy very clearly co- comes on to him by being like, hey, now that we're at the moon, let's want to go get to a restaurant. Um, Colin's like, oh, yeah, sure. How about you, Tanabe? Um, uh, how was your first time on television? And she was like, I mean, it's just a fucking interview. I don't, I don't know. But he's like, oh, it must be boring being a space garbage man. Uh, being on live TV's got to be the only thing that makes it spicy, which flips the Tanabe switch. Um, she immediately goes into a speech about how, look, it's really important, this job we do. It's really, space is amazing. And or like, even if I'm just a garbage man, I'm happy to be a small part of mankind's development. 
uh, which really, really ticks off Claire, um, who yeah. then is like, only the first world nations actually profit from your garbage collection, you know, you idiot, you fucking moron. Uh, the rest of the world that can't get into the space can only watch as the first world nations widen the income gap. Hmm. Wonder if that's going to come up again. Oh, this line from Colin. At which point Colin just kind of pops in with the most nonchalant, well, that's how capitalism's supposed to work, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, he's a big shit here. (laughs) It's great. The line makes fantastic. It's just like, well, yeah, that's capitalism for you, baby. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, also another good. scene where Claire just kind of snaps out of character, like, because mm-hmm. these two idiots, Boltana Bay and um, Colin, are just, like, kind of talking, like, benign nonsense to each other. And she's just like, I can't deal with these people anymore. Yep. I also love that Colin is just, like, he just is so on the nose about everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, the thing, he's right. Is the problem. He's rich enough every time to know talks. that he doesn't have to pretend, basically. Yeah, he kind of the same as where, yeah. like, he, he knows he's insulated from the consequences, so he is allowed to pull the mask down and be like, yeah, that's capitalism, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's the goal. Yep. But Tanabe is very clearly shaken by Claire's speech, and Claire, like, just starts going in on her. Says, your love for your job is shallow and meaningless. At which point, Fee finally speaks up and breaks them up. Um, but Tanabe has now had a thought, and that never goes well. Claire basically huffs out, like storms Sorry. out of the thing. I'm right, no. Oh no, my one brain cell is fired. This is terrible news. <laughs> so Claire kind of storms out of the room, just saying, "You're just one of the fortunate ones who can kind of live like this." And Tanavik just sort of has left to chew on that. As we cut over to. Uh, Goro, Hachi's dad, talking to Locksmith, being like, Locksmith's like, hey, man, you've really fixed up my engine. Uh, and Goro's like, yeah, but you you wrote this program that was really, really good for it. But Yeah, uh, there was a brief montage earlier of mm. Locksmith like in a lab, just like head down at a computer going crazy at it. Yep. Yeah, and like it's it's clear he's been working really, really hard on this kind of thing. But that's not actually what Goro's here for. Um, uh, Goro's basically like, Hey, uh, the SDF taking credit for that thing, that for, for the engine exploding, that's horseshit, right? You blew your engine up. And Locksmith's like, hey, I, I'm not allowed to talk about that. I'm not legally allowed to have an opinion on this. No, no, my hands are clean. And Goro's like, yeah, I thought so. So it's very clear that, like, there wasn't actually sabotage involved and... Goro recognizes this. I mean, and yeah, all of the things point to this. Obviously, Hakim yes. doesn't would know about it or not know about. It. Like he, he, the thing he said earlier about them not taking credit yep. for it's one indication. Two, yep. also the bomb blast on side of the like when it shows it. Also, clearly, up in space. Hakim would know about it. For what it's worth. Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that we know he is in fact with the space defense force at this point. So, a like, bit, he would have known <laughs> is a thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, the fact that they found, like, the bomb scorch mark on the side of the mirror thing. Like, it's very bad evidence up in space. Very it doesn't make any clearly sense. clearly planted. Well, that and the yeah. debris team was sent to the moon and will just happen to be sent on a mission to find the one bit of debris that yeah. had a giant... And the, the info famous, inspector will just happen to be there at the right team. place at the right time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and Goro, like, is, and Goro's like, ah, yeah, I get it. And Lo- But Locksmith makes a comment about how, like... Hey, I leave those kind of matters to the president. And Goro's like, wait, what? 
which this isn't just a cover up. This is like all of Into is doing this cover up. Mm-hmm. We cut to a limo where Dolph is talking to a to a Technora higher up. Um, and this basically lays the whole thing bare. Like, hey, did you really have to use the fucking heroes of space to find the tampered engine thing? Um, but the at this point, the guy is basically like, look, we this is a pretty easy way for us to to get out of the to get out of the horrible thing that Locksmith did. Um, into and heroes. That's big publicity for by us. not only lying to the public, but also committing the world's biggest insurance fraud. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't (laughs) us. It was terrorism. (laughs) Two trillion dollars of insurance payouts due to terrorism. (laughs) Yup. And he. They also mentioned that Into is. There's like a meeting on the moon for like accords in space. That I think it's come up a few times now. That there's like a basically a big UN Security Council session. Yeah, this is a. important to bring it like they say it here in passing but they talk yep. about like the supreme council happening on the moon for the first it, time it's been and, mentioned in passing yeah a few yeah, times it's going to be in the next couple episodes so i'll bring yep. it up and it's you know this is very important and Dolph is clearly getting a bit of pissed off about being part of this subterfuge but the guy point blank just says him look you want to get back into the company right so you better fucking play along, at which point Dolph kind of like quiets down about it. I believe it. they call this quid pro quo in the business. <laughs> hmm So some, some shady shit might be going down. We cut to Hakeem on the Von Braun where Hachi, uh, he, he's like in his room and he picks up his suitcase, the suitcase uh, that he got from before, opens his door and Hachi just happens to be standing there in front of him. How long do you think Hachi was standing outside that door actually? (laughs) Waiting for his moment. He's just standing there waiting, being like, he's gonna open it. I'm gonna gonna ambush him as soon as he comes out. But Hachi uh, is just like, hey, I was just wondering if you, do you have any way to contact Gigalt? And Hakeem is just like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, I could probably figure out if I could go get him. And then Hachi's just like, oh, no, don't. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to go. He's trying there's to see some, his way out of it. Yeah, yeah, there's some great lighting in this shot when, like, Hachi leaves and the lighting on his face changes. And yeah, like, he's floating yeah. away as Hakim starts walking over, but you get, like, a kind of half-second shot of Hachi. Mm-hmm. And then the lighting um, changes his face. You can, you can kind of already tell that Hachi might already know something. Yep. Hakim carries the suit is carrying the suitcase that he got down uh, as two guys talk to him about, like, yeah, they... Uh, Moved. Uh, they they really beefed up security since they found out about that sabotage, um, and they also mentioned an emergency shutdown device, which probably is never going to come up again. Um, Hakim goes to the tandem mirror engine and basically like spoofs the camera feeds that no one's going to see that he is starting to place bombs onto the tandem yeah, mirror he's engine. Doing some ocean eleven. He uses shit. a video freezer, which Yo. is like a classic spy tech of just yeah, you just. Slap it onto the security the video. feed so that it just shows a still video. Yeah, it just shows a single image. Because if nothing's happening, that's that what it would show. Pretty mm-hmm. similar. Yep, security cam footage is pretty fucking boring. There's a um, uh, great DEF CON video about how to do this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also says to himself, the first engine blowing up was just an accident. But this one won't be. So, yeah. Um, which, as if it wasn't obvious now what's uh, going on. But suddenly Hachi stops him and we pull out. He turns out he's got uh, Chekhov's boat anchor from the episode that Edelgard had it uh, pointed at, the, at that shithead. 
Um, and he has it trained on Hakeem right now. Uh, Hakeem's like, ah, how long have you got me? And Hachi's like, I knew basically when the fight happened, you didn't, you know, go in to save the engine. And Hakeem's like, that can't be it, can it? Um, and Hachi's like, yeah, like you were, you were hungry, just like me to get onto the Von Braun. But as soon as you got here, you, you relaxed, you lost your edge. I knew there had to be something else going on with you. You, you've changed as a person. Hakeem basically just looks him right in the eye and says, like, I haven't changed. My objectives just have, you know, I, I got where I need to be. I don't know about you, dude. Um... He starts asking if Hachi's ever heard of Mananga and says, like, it's a shit country that's been left behind by the space age. Like, all of this shit here, that's not going to save my people. All Into sells them are landmines and uh, emergency rations and shit. Um, he starts floating towards Hachi, who has got the gun pointed, like, basically on his forehead. But Hakim's like, you're not going to fucking shoot me. Do it. Why don't you? Um, but at this point, he's, he's kind of got Hachi made. Uh, there was a moment earlier on in the isolation chamber where he was like, you wouldn't kill, I didn't, I saw you couldn't kill someone back then. I don't think that you could kill someone now. He also, like, starts, um, like, mentioning, like, um, yeah, you remember what happened to Tamara? And you have, like, flashbacks to it. And, like, have you really learned nothing from all the time you've been in space and seen all the inequality and all the fucking bullshit there is in space? You are a space Do you not remember man. episode one? Do you not <laughs> yeah. remember episode one, Hachi? It was pretty big deal. <laughs> Do you not remember two? episode two or three or four? <laughs> We what about five? <laughs> God, we get so many great cuts to, like, Tamara and the guy dying on the moon. And, like, it's very clear that, once again, suddenly, Hachi is the one who is having a, who is having a thought. Um, and by this point, like, Hachi is clearly losing his nerve. Hakim floats right past him uh, and says he knew he didn't have the eyes of a killer and that Hachi is just one of the fortunate ones using the exact same line that Claire did to Tanabe. And as he goes by him, he sets the bomb off. Hachi gets thrown into the engine um, and is this blasts a hole in the hull at this point. So he starts getting sucked out by the vacuum of space. But at this point, Hachi is just super fucking pissed that a guy that he thought was, like, the same as him could do this. Yells Hakeem's name and, son of a bitch! We got a really good no line here. <laughs> it's so fucking good as um, the debris starts flying around him from the engine. Yeah, one thing the shot does here that we didn't cover is Hachi, hit, the suitcase he had was full of explosives. He only puts one, like the primer, out of like the five of the explosives that are in a suitcase. So he doesn't yes. actually get all the explosives he wanted on here, which yes. will be helpful to remember for the next episode. But Yes, because it, maybe it's not, uh, maybe we only put a damper on the Von Braun project rather yeah. than ending it completely, which is what his intent was. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting a little heavy, and our happy-go-lucky main characters are being forced to, con to confront the fact that they are, in fact, a cog in the machine of the uh, capitalist workers, rather than uh, our happy-go-lucky space mission. Yeah, some, like, I don't know, influential, altruistic space mission is not really what it seems. Hmm. 
What? Wait, <laughs> no. Is that what's Wait. going on here? <laughs> Next you're going to tell Sorry. me you only put a man on the moon just to fuck over another country. <laughs> Sorry, I've only been, I haven't been paying any attention the last six weeks. So space is still good, right? <laughs> I've only been paying attention to the Von Braun gunpla. Wait, 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 we need, we need like a planetess one, like the Gundam, the shoe on the head. What would the planetess be? Wow, cool space garbage. <laughs> it's just Hachi looking at the edges, wow, cool mirror engine and open space exploration is capitalist. Poverty goes over his head, yes. 100%. Yeah, just Hachi staring into the mirror, looking at himself dumbfounded <laughs> as the rest of the world goes on around him, just like a stop motion thing. <laughs> but, oh God, I I love that, that whole episode because it is very clear that they're both holding on to these childish ideas and Hachi mm. thought that his out would be the Von Braun in this project, but Hakim is kind of making him realize, no, there are people who actually believe shit. And, and I thought that space was full of love and friendship, and it's not that at all. <laughs> yes, space no. is full of capitalism, and I hate to tell you this, but capitalism ruins God, everything. I mean, how many, how many times over the last three episodes has Hakeem point blank said to Hachi, "Well, you know there can't be friends in space." <laughs> like, yep. He's just yeah. said it like, yep. like no less than three times yep. of just like, "Well, I'm not here to be friends with you because you can't have friends in space because space is cold and uncaring and doesn't love you." <laughs> That space is a harsh mistress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, join us next time for episodes 22, 23, and 24. How We're getting very oh, close, yeah. right? Yep. We got five episodes left. Yeah, 25 and 26 Man. will be for the last one because there's probably some stuff we'll want to talk about in those ones. We might be talking. Have we decided what well, our the good bonus thing, thing is? Will be? Hmm. The good news is everything's going to go well for the Von Braun project, and there's going to be no problems, and Hachi's going to go into space, zip zoom, and have a good time with his friend, Hakeem. <laughs> also, no, I, I think that's out the window now. What? <laughs> Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> God, yeah. So, till next time, space anime, may, may, I mean, we might blow up the space, we'll see. We <laughs> no might promises. end space. Yeah, (laughs) till next time. Space anime.